I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, it is a wonderful day outside today. It's gloomy. It's kind of rainy, but it's still a wonderful day. I had a great day at the gym. I, I should say morning at the gym or a couple hours at the gym. I don't spend my whole day at the gym. All right, but it's just a good day today. Uh, I started off the day with redoing all of my estimates for my customers that I've had for however long, uh, adding that 20% on. Some of them didn't get quite 20%. Some of them got, you know, but it was in that range of 20%. So uh, it, we're getting that ball rolling here. I've got my spring renewal letters all ready to go. Uh, it's just not time to send them out yet. I've got my renewal surveys ready to go. And I've got a tip for you coming up here in this show on those renewal surveys in just a moment. But first guys, let's play the podcast sponsors and then we will jump right into today's show. As a lawn care provider, do you want to make a year-round income? Are you worried at the end of the lawn care season because you don't know how you're going to make it through the winter? Then you need to check out the 12-month contract from the Mowing in the Dark podcast. This is the same contract that Aaron uses to grow his lawn care business. This 100% editable 12-month contract template is available for only $5.99. The contract has rock-solid terms and conditions, so you are protected from all kinds of liability in lawn maintenance and snow removal. Get your 12-month contract at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com today. All right, guys. So that quick tip about the renewal surveys. Okay, so last, uh, I think it was a couple episodes ago, I told you that I use SurveyMonkey to send out my um, my renewal surveys because it's better to do electronic. I get 100% response rate when I do electronic survey. However, when I do paper, I get only about a 6% response rate. And so with that, I went to SurveyMonkey to update my surveys, get them ready for this spring. And I found out that SurveyMonkey changed their terms of use. So now you only get 10 responses before you have to pay to use their service. It used to be 50 and now it's 10. So I went searching. I went searching for a new way to send out surveys and I found one. And it's so simple and it's almost exactly like SurveyMonkey. So what is it? What is it I'm talking about? Google surveys or something like that. Just Google uh, Google the surveys. Uh, I, I, can't, I said that wrong. Not Google the surveys, but Google surveys. That's what I typed in or, or something like that. Free surveys. All right. And Google came up so you can, it's a, it's an app within Google and it's free. It is completely free. I didn't know this. So I switched everything over to Google and now 
It's all set to go. All I have to do is copy the link, put it in the email that I'm going to send out to all my clients electronically, and they can fill that thing out and send the responses back. It's almost exactly like SurveyMonkey. So please, if, you, if you're using SurveyMonkey, great. If it's working for you, great. But if you want something free and it's about the same as SurveyMonkey, abandon SurveyMonkey and go to Google, okay? Because it's it's awesome. I, I really, had, I liked it. It was simple. It was easy, all right? So check that out. Don't forget to check that out. Please, I would really encourage you, if you send out renewal forms, if you send out a renewal checklist or whatever, try doing it electronically. I guarantee you, you're going to spend a lot less time trying to track down those responses to get a yes or a no if your clients are coming back the next year, all right? So with that, last episode, I told you that my business is not as healthy as it I thought it was. And it, it it's not. It wasn't. It, it it just wasn't. And I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit that. And maybe I'll lose listeners over that, but I don't really care. I want to be honest with you because I want to help you. You know, I listen to a lot of lawn care podcasts. There's not a lot of them that tell you like the health of their business. All right. Is my business healthy? Maybe they are great, but we don't know. They don't talk about it. All right. They talk about processes and things for their business. But if I'm listening, I want to know, well, I want social proof that this guy actually runs a good business right? If I'm going to take tips and tricks from this guy, I want to know that he's successful. You know, you can make a million dollars, but if you're spending a million dollars, your business isn't profitable. So it doesn't matter. It's water under the bridge at that point, right? So I admit I run a very small business compared to others in this industry. I'm a solo guy who has his son work with him when he's available in the summer. All right. And so I have around 50 clients, give or take a few. And so that that's my business. I run about $75,000 to $80,000 a year in revenue. That's a small, small business. All right. But at the same time, I am making a profit. It's not much. It wasn't much last year. Uh, but typically I make about a 20% profit. So what am I going to do going forward from here? All right. I told you last week, if you didn't hear the episode, go back to episode 97, listen to episode 97. My business is not as healthy as I thought it was. And, and listen to that. It's a short episode. It's like 20 minutes. All right. Now, what am I going to do going forward to better the health of my business? Well, first of all, I'm raising my prices by 20%. We went over that just earlier in the podcast. All right. And, and I finished that task up this morning. I just have to send out that information to the clients. All right. Communications is, is huge. If you just say, I'm raising your, your price by 20%, well, you can do that and that's okay. They can do the math on their own, but it might be better just to send them a new estimate form saying, this is what your new price is going to be. So I'm toying with the idea of just saying 20% and leaving it at that because it's a lot less work, but it's a lot less accurate too. And I don't want to surprise these wonderful 
uh, clients of mine with this high number that they're going to be getting. So, you know, we'll, we'll just see, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out here. We'll see what I end up doing. But so that's the first step is raising the prices 20%. 20% is a lot. When I wrote down that first number this morning or last, I started on it last night, but I finished it up this morning. I about had a heart attack. I mean, that's, that's a big jump. I, I got to say as a homeowner, I don't think I would pay that price, but I'm not my client. I'm, I'm the business owner and I know what I have to make. All right. I have to make this money. So going forward, we're raising the price 20%. And then after that, I'm going to dig into my expenses. And I've already started to do this. I, I made a call on insurance yesterday, just trying to get some rates and things like that, trying to see if I could save any money. I'm telling you what, my father-in-law used to be my insurance agent. He did a really good job of setting me up really well. Uh, and he passed me off to a friend of his at the same agency. And I actually mow the lawn at the agency. But um, I found out that I have really good rates on insurance. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that anymore. I did my due diligence. I checked it out. My rates are really low for insurance. So I, I, the, the place that I checked, um, they are like twice as expensive as what I have. So I'm really happy with the coverage that I have. Um, I've never had a claim. And, And so for, for me, it's like, well, why, why would I go with somebody that's twice as much when I've never had a claim? And, and why would my insurance be that high when I've never had a claim? So, uh, you know, I'm sticking where I'm at with insurance, but I'm looking at cell phone. I'm looking at every little detail, just diving into all of my expenses off of my income statement that I printed out once I got all my all my expenses in there for the year because we're in a new year. So I'm going to dig through that with a fine tooth comb and see if there's anything that I can eliminate or lower. Now this is going to take some work, but I got to do it. I, I need to lower my expenses. And, and so this is something that I encourage you to do. Even if you're running like a 20 to 30% profit, don't sleep on expenses. You could be making a 25 to 30% profit if you cut some of that stuff out, some of that waste, you might find some waste. I go out to eat for lunch almost every day. Now, typically in the winter time, I try to intermittent fast. And so I try to do that as long as I can into the year. So that means that I don't eat breakfast. However, in the winter, I don't eat breakfast, but in the summer I eat breakfast. So I have energy to make it through the day, but I skip lunch. And about halfway, a little more than halfway through, or a little less than halfway through the year last year, I gave that up and started eating fast food and I packed on some weight and I just, I wasn't healthy. And so cutting that out this winter again, feels good. Going to the gym feels really good. Seeing some gains, not a lot, but some gains feels really good. And so I'm going to try that again, but I'm also looking at if, if I get to the point where it's the heat of the summer, I just want a burger 
or fries or whatever, I need something to eat because we, we all get to that place. Then I plan to bring like a portable, portable, um, like camping stove, hiking stove with a pot, some water, and I'll, I'll bring like a something, something that I can just pour water into and, and stir it up and eat it. Now that's not a hiking meal. Those are way too high a calorie for, for my needs on an average day. So this is going to be something different. I don't know what it is yet. I have to go shopping, but that's what I'm looking at right now. If I find something different, I'll go with something different. But right now that's what I'm looking at just to cut out that food expense. And it's not, it's not needed. That food expense isn't needed. Or I could go with less expense. You know, fast food is expensive today. My favorite fast food place is Burger King. I love Burger King. I love their double Whopper. uh, And I like their fries. And I always get water. I never get pop or soda. Because what I found is that soda, it makes you more hungry during the day and more thirsty during the day. So I get water. And it, it helps a lot. But it's not enough. And so um, with that... You get, I don't know where I was going with this. Where was I going with this? I've been doing this a lot later, lately, I guess, because I'm over 40 now and I'm just having brain farts. But um, it's the fast, I, I have no idea where I was going with that, guys. I completely had a brain fart. So anyway, let's move on and maybe I'll think of it. So that's one of the things I'm looking to cut out is going out to eat packing my own food, bringing it along, finding a different way to spend less money on lunch. Okay. Now, what's some other things that I'm doing? Well, I have, I have a 2020 Ram 2500 with a plow on it. And I love the truck. It's a great truck, but it's just a truck and it's just a plow. And I have looked at used trucks because I'm like, well, if I can sell this thing and and get my money out of it, first of all, or maybe even a little bit more, and then turn around and buy a cheaper truck with a bunch of miles on it and, and throw a plow on it and, and be good with that, that I'm okay with that. But the problem is with the truck market right now, anything that has like over, it's either close to 100,000 miles or over 100,000 miles is what I would get out of this truck. So I can't I can't justify that. So I'm keeping the truck for now. I'm still watching the market, still watching what 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 everything's doing, but I'm keeping the truck for now. Uh, that's what I've decided. So then another thing that I'm looking at to to cut expense to raise some more revenue is selling equipment. What what equipment? Well, I have a Bradley mower now. I like the Bradley mower. I I wouldn't say I love the Bradley mower, but I don't hate it either. Um, And I have my Toro Multiforce. The Toro Multiforce has about, has over 2000 hours on it. It, it, it's starting to break down. I need to put a new clutch switch on it. I just replaced the clutch and then the clutch switch went out. So I got to replace that this winter. And so then what do I do with that extra mower? Well, I could sell it and because it's old 
it's not going to last a whole lot longer. I love the Turbo Force deck. I absolutely love it, but I can't justify spending thirteen to fifteen thousand dollars on a brand new mower. And so that's why I bought the Bradley for seven thousand. Uh, and it's a great mower. I, I wouldn't say it's a great mower. It's a good mower. All right. And I've got to adjust the deck a little bit more. Um, they recommend for the Bradley mower that you adjust the deck uh, an eighth of an inch from front to back. Uh, I would say it needs to be at least a quarter inch. So I've got to change that so it cuts a little cleaner, uh, but it does a good job. It, it stripes well. So we're going to be doing that. Uh, I'm going to be looking at selling equipment. I have a salter for the back of my truck that I'm not using this year because I lost that contract. Now I am bidding on a contract for uh, next winter. It's a pizza hut. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep this salter around in case that I need it. It's paid off. It's not costing me anything just sitting in the garage. I mean, it is, but it's not. I, I make sure that I watch it. I, I take care of it. I spray it with rust you know, rust inhibitor stuff, CRC. And, and so it, it's good to go. It's not deteriorating. All right. Um, and, and the wiring's all in my truck and things like that. So I'm, I'm not going to sell that this year. I don't think unless, you know, something drastic happens where I got to sell it. I don't have a whole lot of equipment to sell, but I do have some like stick equipment that I could probably sell and get rid of things like that. Um, some extra blowers I could probably get rid of. So there's things that are around that I can sell to make some money and, and to get that stuff out of my life. Maybe lower that insurance a little bit. I don't know. Probably not. But it, it, you never know. You don't know unless you check. And so that's some other things that I'm looking at to, to, to lessen that, that, that load on my business, bring some of that money back in. You know, some, some people say that's where you get like half of the value of your equipment is when you sell it. And so I, I get that. I get that. Um, I probably waited a little too long to sell the Toro Multiforce. Uh, I probably should have done it when I thought to do it, which was at uh, 1600 hours, but I didn't. And so I am where I'm at, where I am. And that's fine. I don't want a constant mower payment. And I had just the, that spring, um, I had paid off the Toro Multiforce. And so I wanted to use it while it was paid off. And, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't mind that, but you know, you, you live and you learn, right? And so I kept the Toro Multiforce because I love the cut. And then I went and bought the Bradley and it's got a low payment, 0% interest. I bought it at the right time because interest rates went up soon after I bought it. And so I bought it at the right time and, and it is what it is. So I'm, I'm keeping my setup the same this year. As far as I know, I could come to the place where I'm like, no, we got to sell some stuff and just get clean house, clean this stuff out. Let's, let's change things up a bit. And so that could happen just to bring a little bit of money back into the business. Um, so that's another thing that I'm doing. All right. Now I am anticipating with the 20% hike in rates that I probably will lose a few clients. 
That makes me sad. And I talked about this in the last episode. That makes me sad because I love all my clients. They're great people. I've really held on to the really cream of the crop clients that I've, that I've gotten. And so some of them will stay with me, even with the rate hike. Some of them will probably have to drop me because it's just too expensive. I'm out of their price range. And I get that. And that, that, that makes me sad. But I have to continue moving on. And with that, I'm going to bring on new clients. And we're going to fill the schedule at the new rate. And with this, I am really pushing my 12-month contracts this year for my clients. So the, the way I'm doing this is that I have decided that I'm not going to be doing snow removal for anyone unless they are on the 12-month contract. Now, why am I doing this? Well, there's two reasons. One, I just don't really like doing residential snow removal all that much. And two, this helps me get year-round income. So when you do the 12-month contract, it goes, I start them in May 1st or April 1st, and they go all the way to March 31st. That's a year-round income where they're paying the same payment every month. They don't have to guess. Everything's included. They're not being hit with a, a three to $400 charge for snow and, and then another one for leaves and another one for spring cleanup. It's all included. Whatever service they want from just lawn care to it could even be just snow removal. Uh, but typically people aren't going to go with a 12-month contract just for snow removal. But it can be just lawn care or it can include shrub trimming, gutter cleaning, fall cleanup, spring cleanup, aeration, and snow removal. All of that can be combined and broken down into one low monthly payment. The reason I say low monthly payment is because you have that block of six, five, six months, at least here in the north, where we're not working much. That's just when we do snow removal. So now they're paying these payments all through that time. That gives me cash flow. Now I don't have to worry about so much about saving out a winter fund. Now I still do it for equipment payments. I still do it for that. But overall, I'm not worrying about money as much. And that is, that is looking really good to me. And so I'm really pushing those 12-month contracts this year with, with only allowing people that are on the 12-month contract to have snow removal. It just makes sense. It makes sense for me and it makes sense for the client. All right. And then we're, we're going with, um, what other, what other thing was there? I'm trying to remember back to my spring renewal letter. Um, there was something else. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm also pushing credit cards on file. So the way I've done billing in the past is everyone was on a prepay schedule. So I would bill a month in advance and they would pay that in that month period. No problem. What I've started to do and what I've seen working in now since last year is that when a new customer came on, I insisted they had no other option but to put a card on file. And then I would charge the card on file after the work was done. 
So what I'm doing now, because billing can be confusing, so I'm just encouraging people to switch from prepay billing to billing after the work is done, but I will only do that if they put a credit card on file, which I can charge on the first of every month following the completed work. And so I'm hoping that will get people to switch over. If it doesn't, that's fine. That's completely fine. I, I don't care anymore at this point. But I want those cards on file because it makes it makes cash flow easy. It makes billing easy. It, it eliminates questions. And especially with the 12-month contract, it is seamless. There's never any question of what they're going to pay. They always know what they're going to pay. And it, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I love it. That's why you're seeing some ads on Instagram on this podcast for the 12-month contract that I have available because it just works so well to create that year-round income and eliminate so many frustrations for the client, whether it's you know the large bills when it comes to snow removal and fall cleanup and spring cleanup and aeration, or whether it's it's the, the frustration of not being able to budget because you don't know what fall cleanup's going to cost. You don't know what snow removal is going to cost. And so now they can budget. They can budget their life a little bit better. It's like a car payment. It, it's, it's a simple car payment. You know exactly what you're going to spend. And so you can budget. Now, I know a lot of people don't budget, uh, and I don't understand why, but a lot of people don't. So they don't care. They don't know. But when you look at your cell phone, you pay basically the same rate every single month. I, I want to do the same thing with the 12-month contract for my clients so that it is seamless for them. They don't have to worry. And in turn, I don't have to worry about money because my bills are paid through the entire year. So those are the things that I am doing this year to rectify some of the, the mistakes that I've made in business. Now, last year wasn't necessarily mistakes, but it was, it was, it was a mistake because I needed to raise my rates 20% instead of 10%. But it, that's, that's water under the bridge. Now I'm fixing it this year. And hopefully fixing it, you know, unless we have a crash or something, but we're, I'm working to fix these problems. And as these problems come up this year, I'm going to fix them and work on them because last year I didn't do it because I was just, I was burned out. I didn't want to be doing lawn care. I, I just didn't, I didn't want to be doing it. I didn't want to be outside doing it. I, I just, I was done. And this year I feel energized. I feel ready. I feel, I feel energized to get back out there and do it again. And so, and that might change a month in, but right now that's where I'm at. And so I want you guys to be encouraged that there is hope. If your business, if you made some mistakes last year, if you made some mistakes and business did not go like you wanted it to, your season didn't go like you wanted it to, there's hope. You can change it because you order the business. You order the way your business goes. 
And so there is hope that you can make changes to your business that are going to affect your bottom line and your top line and your profit. And you are going to be better this year than you were last year. So that is the hope that we have, that I have going into next year. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Again, don't forget about that 12-month contract. Go check it out at mowingindhedarkpodcast.com. Get yours today. It's $5.99, not $599. It's $5.99. The reason I priced it at this is because I want it to be accessible to you. Even if you just use it to get ideas and make your own, I don't care. Do it. It's completely customizable. And I want you to be successful. That's why it's $5.99. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.